Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. From Pennsylvania Avenue to Main Street, Scott Inez tackles the hot topics like only he can. It's time for Inez Says. Love the new intro. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Inez Says Podcast. Appreciate you being here today. You can find the pod most everywhere you find your podcast, including the WDBO app and WDBO.com. Also, you can find me on the air, on the radio, every single weekday on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580 in Orlando with Orlando's News at Noon, 12 noon every day. Outside of Orlando, you can check me out there in the WDBO app. Okay, so here we go. Another controversy sparked by our national anthem. Earlier this week, the NBA's Dallas Mavericks got some heavy blowback for not playing the anthem at their initial home games without fans there in Dallas. I guess nobody noticed, not even the media members in attendance at their games until just this week. Now, Mark Cuban, who is the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. By the way, I like Mark Cuban. I I like Cuban. When when he came into the NBA as an owner, he kind of ruffled some feathers with some out-of-the-box thinking. He's kind of grown on me over the years, though. Personally, I like the guy. He's a bit eccentric, uh, but he's got a bundle of energy. I think he's very, very bright, but he made a stupid decision. He made a stupid decision in not playing the national anthem, especially especially deep in the heart of the Republic of Texas, where they don't really take a liking to that sort of thing. Stupid decision by Cuban. Now, Mark Cuban did talk about the reasoning as to why he decided not to play the anthem. He said he did it because, quote, many feel the anthem doesn't represent them, and they want to continue the discussion of how to represent people from all communities when honoring the U.S. at his games. Now, Cuban, after being slapped on the wrist by the NBA, then stated that the hope is that those who feel passionate about the anthem being played will be as passionate in listening to those who do not feel it represents them. So that was, in essence, Mark Cuban telling those who anthem shamed him, bleep you. That's, in essence, what it was. Now, you guys know I love my NBA. I've worked in the NBA for over 30 years. Love my Orlando Magic. But I got to tell you, I am more than a little suspicious about the story in terms of the league not knowing what the Dallas Mavericks were up to. The Mavericks did not play the anthem for the first 11 to 12 home games, and you're telling me that the league did not know about it? I mean, I get it. Fans weren't allowed in the arena at times, but you're telling me that the NBA did not know that the Dallas Mavericks were not playing the national anthem? I, I just find that really hard to believe for a league that controls most everything its teams do. I find that really hard to believe. Nonetheless, you know, speaking of the NBA, I am convinced that the league has lost tons of fans over the last year. And it all started over a year ago with the whole Daryl Morey story. You're probably familiar with it. Daryl Morey, then the general manager of the Houston Rockets, tweeted support for Democratic protesters in Hong Kong. That, in turn, kind of set off a firestorm for the league in China, where it does billions upon billions of dollars in business. 
And then the league, after privately fuming at Maury's messing with the Chinese money, then the league leans full tilt into the social justice campaign post-George Floyd with the whole hashtag Black Lives Matter thing on the courts here at Disney and the messages on the back of the jerseys. Okay, so back to the Dallas Mavericks story. My buddy, former Orlando Magic head coach and current New Orleans Hornet head coach Stan Van Gundy, your Central Florida neighbor, I've talked to Stan many, many times, have developed a really good relationship with Stan. I like Stan Van Gundy a lot, okay? Full disclosure. I I do. I like him a lot. We don't agree on anything politically, <laughs> like, like, like nothing. And yet I love the guy. I really do. I've gotten to know Stan over the last few years, and despite the differences... I do respect him. I respect the hell out of the guy because he stands up for what he believes. And honestly, he makes me think. And I actually appreciate that. I like people who make me think. But anyway, Stan did what he does earlier this week. Stan tweeted this gem, quote, If you think the anthem needs to be played before sporting events, then play it before every movie, concert, church service, and the start of every workday at every business. What good reason is there to play the anthem before a game, he tweets. This should happen everywhere. Like I said, love Stan, makes me think, keeps me honest. He got me to thinking, okay, why? Why do I like, why do I enjoy the fact that we do play the national anthem before our games in this country? So I looked it up. Playing the national anthem before our sporting events, it goes back over a century. It goes way, way back to the 1918 World Series between the Boston Red Sox and the Chicago Cubs. Now, prior to that, the anthem would be played kind of intermittently at sports venues here and there, but the 1918 World Series is when things changed. Of course, 1918, that was during World War One. The U.S. had entered the war about a year and a half prior, and it was horrendous. We had lost to that point about 100,000 soldiers. The country, heck, the world was in a severe malaise at that point, and on top of that, a bomb killing four people had exploded in Chicago the day before game one of the World Series there in the Windy City. In adding insult to injury, the U.S. government had just announced that it would be drafting Major League Baseball players to head into battle overseas. So that day of game one of the World Series in 1918, there was a poll, a real heavy poll over the entire country. And the game, which by all accounts was not well attended, by the way, and during the seventh inning stretch, the U.S. Navy band in the stands began to play the Star Spangled Banner. And that was really the birth of the anthem at sporting events because at that game, the players turned toward the American flag and saluted. Others faced the flag and put their hands over their hearts. At the song's conclusion... The previously quiet fans just erupted in a thunderous applause. Matter of fact, the New York Times reported on that day that, quote, it marked the highest point of the day's enthusiasm. The song would be played in each of the series' remaining games, and it is a custom, a tradition, that continues to this day. Of course, back in 1918, it wasn't our official national anthem. It was still the Star Spangled Banner. It became the national anthem back in 1931. So that, in a nutshell, is how this tradition, this custom, if you will, of the national anthem being played before American sporting events got started. Tell me this. How is this such a bad tradition? I mean, really, how, how is this such a bad tradition? And, and I know this is a country today where up is down and down is up. It's opposite day in America. How many times have I said that here on the podcast? This is a country today where we have people tearing down statues and monuments all over the nation right now. And to illustrate how insane it's gotten, we've seen statues of the Virgin Mary, the Virgin Mary burnt 
destroyed and toppled. It's insanity. Absolute insanity. Now, for the sake of fairness, okay, and, and this is where I go back to my buddy Stan Van Gundy. He makes me think, and that's a good thing. So I will say this. I am all in favor of having a public discussion about certain Confederate statues and monuments in this country. Obviously, slavery played a central role in that devastating war between the North and the South. And the effect it has even today on black people is very, very real. So we have to be sensitive to that. I think a public discussion should be had about certain Confederate statues and monuments. But, but those who do not learn history are doomed to repeat it. How many times have you heard that? Those who do not learn history are doomed to repeat it. We can't erase history. Can't do it. There is a huge danger in that. See the old Soviet Union. That's exactly what a certain segment of the population of this country is doing right now. They're trying to erase America's history, good or bad. They're trying to erase America, trying to cancel it out. Thanks to our great education system today. We are reaping what we've sown in our schools and our colleges right now for years upon years. Look, I love our national anthem. I love hearing it at our sporting venues. Think about this. If it weren't for sports, if it weren't for sports, when would we hear the anthem? When would it be played? Okay, the Olympics every four years, at presidential inaugurations every four years, certain political events maybe, but that would be it. We would hardly hear it. We would hardly hear our national anthem. Sports is really the only genre of American congregations, if you will, that is conducive to playing our national anthem. Where else are you going to get 15, 20, 50,000, 100,000 people in the same venue consistently? And let me tell you something. One of the reasons why I love sports is that we all come together as one. Black, white, brown, people from all different walks of life, from different socioeconomic backgrounds, races, religions, whatever. Sports brings us together. And I think sporting events are a natural way for the national anthem to be sung and celebrated, for the flag to be unfurled, for patriotism to be displayed. What's wrong with this? Do I think our nation is perfect? No, no. But we've got a sickness in this country that has festered It's a sickness of victimhood. It's a sickness of everybody wanting to be offended. And we've got to stop it. Patriotism is a good thing. The anthem, the flag, they're good things. They stand for ideals of this great nation. Have we always met those ideals? No, but we're striving for them. That's what counts. So to me, the national anthem belongs at American sporting events. It's a natural Thanks for joining me on the Inez Says Pod. Again, you can find me on the radio on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580 every weekday at 12 noon for Orlando's News at Noon. We'll see you next time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.